0: to the Quarantine Players podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright, just like Shakespeare. We aspire to create new work during a global pandemic.
1: Welcome to part two of Shudder by Leslie Ann Ross. Following the second half, we will have a brief discussion about the play.
2: Act two, scene one. Half an hour later, as the lights come up, we see Grandpa Tilson seated at his place at the dining room table, stage left, and Gerald seated directly across from him, stage right. Spiros is spread out on the sofa using Rebecca's pillow. They sit in silence for a moment. Grandma is in the kitchen making sandwiches and humming to herself.
3: How was your drive? Heavy traffic?
4: Not bad. Once I got outside the city, it was rather pleasant. Rained a little before Abington, but uh, otherwise it was fine. Now you always did like to drive. Yes. How many hours did it take you? Oh, seven and a half, eight at the most. Did you stop much? Oh, once for lunch, oh, and once for gas. Yes. How's Rachel doing? Hmm. Same as always. Fine until her mother called me yesterday.
3: Yes. And how's your job? The same, just fine. Uh, Still working for NASA headquarters down in Washington, D.C.? Yes. Heavy traffic up there, I know.
4: Oh, yes, always.
3: Don't mind it though,
4: do you? Eh, No, not really. Well,
3: that's good. Yes.
4: Yes. Grandma
2: enters extremely cheerful from the kitchen with a platter of sandwiches and a few pieces of leftover chicken.
5: I am sorry that the fare is so light. (laughs) With all of the excitement, I didn't think to make a proper meal. We have ham sandwiches and a little leftover chicken. You have the chicken, Gerald. Your father and I are perfectly happy with the sandwiches. Oh, yes, we have coleslaw from last night. I almost forgot. And peas.
2: Grandma exits to the kitchen.
5: How about that Ken
3: Griffey Jr. being made MVP of the American League?
4: Wow, yeah. he earned it.
3: Yes. Go watch the Olympics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When did she show up here? Rebecca? Around supper time last night. Spears. Where did you say she left New York?
6: Four days. I see her Friday morning and no more.
2: Grandma enters from the kitchen
4: with coleslaw.
5: I could make a hot vegetable. If you'd like to have one, just take a minute to heat up the piece.
4: Uh, don't put yourself out, Mother.
5: Oh, no, it's no trouble, really.
4: Uh, there's no need. Don't fuss. Just just sit down and join us.
5: Firos, you will have some supper with us.
6: No. Nah. No, thank you, I cannot eat.
5: Well, if you would like to go into the sitting room and take a nap, there's a very nice sofa bed in there.
6: No, no, thank you, I cannot sleep.
4: Uh, Spiros, Spiros said they had a disagreement about uh, some pizza or something, is that right, Spiros?
5: We will hear all Spiros has to say after your father
3: says the blessing. Alfred, if you please.
2: They all bow their heads except Spiros who does not move.
3: Thank you, Lord, for this and all the life's blessings. Bless this food to the strengthening of our bodies and bless us usefulness in your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was lovely, Alfred.
5: Let me serve you, Mr. Joseph.
4: Uh, Spiros, <clears throat> what was that you were saying before I, I, I got to hear? Something about uh, movies and pizza? She
6: told me here's some crap about leaving because I like no onion on my pizza. Uh,
4: are you sure that's what she said?
6: Well, uh, tell me some more crap about no privacy. She is a very private person. I can, I can attest to that.
5: I have faith you can convince her of the right thing to do, Gerald. Have some coleslaw.
2: Offers him the dish, and he serves himself.
5: Did I tell you when we talked last week that? Pastor Morton has taken a turn for the worse. I'll bless his heart. Some of the ladies of the church have been holding prayer vigils for his recovery, which I'm sure is all good in the eyes of God. But the man is 99 years old. There is a season, and certainly the pastor has passed through his. I do believe they just want him to live to 100 so they can get his picture on that morning show.
4: Uh, Spiros, just just what happened between you two to make her run off? I have no the littlest
6: idea. We can talk real good about life, our life, doing our life together.
4: I want a baby now, and my mother to come from Greece. What you wanted to have a child, you, you, for Rebecca to get pregnant? I tell her I want a baby right now.
6: We get no younger. I love our children. Uh, that is
5: not appropriate conversation for the dinner table, Gerald. Did I tell you that Martha, the lady from the church that does so much visiting with the sick and elderly, has taken to coming here every Wednesday afternoon to visit with your father?
4: No, mother, I don't believe you told me that. Now, Spiros, exactly how did Rebecca react when you you, you told her that? I I would hazard a guess that she was uh, none too enthusiastic about the idea.
6: Shit. She get real pissed off. Scream how is her body and she be the one to decide when and if she be ripped to hell. Her words exactly. I'm near to 40. I don't want to be too old to play football with my boy. You can see how I feel, no?
2: Heroes eats his chicken standing.
6: Please do not talk about such
5: things. It upsets your grandfather. Now. I will set a place for you if you are going to eat, Spiros.
2: Spiros turns to walk away.
5: Do not walk around here and get breadcrumbs all over my living room floor, young man.
2: Grandma takes the pieces of chicken from Spiros. Spiros continues to the sofa.
4: I know you only knew one another for a short time before you got married. Uh, Rachel and I talked about how impulsive it was, Uh, but didn't you talk about this beforehand? Uh, a, a, a rational person makes plans before jumping into marriage, right? A, a, a rational person discusses important life discussions like that before committing to the rest of their life to another person. No. Well, what do you talk about? Spending
6: our honeymoon in Greece. Most we just said, you know, Rebecca is messed at making love I ever had.
5: I think we have heard enough of
4: that. <laughs> Please, have some consideration for my parents, Spiros. They, they are not used to uh, that kind of talk.
6: I'm sorry. No mean offence. It's just uh, Rebecca is a very,
4: you know, sexy woman, no? Uh, so, let me get this straight. You wanted a baby, right? And Rebecca and, and refused to get pregnant. Anything else? She even says she would abort baby if happened on accident. Can you imagine? Oh my god. That sounds like something she would say. She's impossible. Very selfish, always has been. That's exactly what I call her too. A
6: selfish bitch. And she say, I don't care what she go through. I just as selfish as she. Shit, she like, like I asked her cut off her leg. What big fucking sacrifice. Do you
5: talk that way around your own family? I cannot believe they tolerate
4: it. What? Spears? my mother would appreciate it if you could attempt to contain your language. We all understand that you have been under a great deal of stress, but that does not give you license to be vulgar.
6: You you
4: mean to say uh, what? Uh, I should clean up my mouth? Yes. Could you please clean up your mouth? I try.
5: What happened after this fight? He told you she was leaving you, asked for a
6: divorce. No, she went to work, oh, like every goddamn, <clears throat> I mean like every other day. Uh, only she <coughs> no come home. Then last night ring. I think maybe she called. Only was you, Mr. 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 Tilson,
4: and you say she in this bum North Carolina. Please, what? Without any explanation, no note. She just. Ran away just like that. Well, where the fuck she's anyway?
2: Grandma gets How up and stares at him for a moment and then speaks.
6: Didn't you tell us that she was getting dressed? You think she'd be out here by now? So long to get dressed. Rebecca,
4: come over here, please. I'll go check on her. Grandma exits, but she didn't show up here until last night. That's three days unaccounted for. Where was she? You ask me, ask her. Right. This is just so typical of that girl. Par for the course. Well, she has some serious explaining to do. No shit! From
2: offstage.
5: Oh, my God!
2: There's a short pause, then Grandma enters, swatting around her head.
5: She's gone! The bedroom window and screen are wide open! She jumped out the window, for heaven's sake! The room is full of moths!
4: Well, we have to go look for her! On foot
6: she could go no far.
5: I'll ride with you, Gerald.
6: Grandpa, you wanna ride, how uh, do you say, uh, shotgun? You Rising get your table. ass.
2: We go. Spiros exits, Grandpa crosses to the front door and exits after Spiros. He's moving faster than it seemed possible.
5: Mr. Tilson, what did you just say?
4: Mother, I, I-, I should probably call Rachel. Uh, she will want to know what is happening. No,
5: absolutely not. The longer we stand around here, the farther away Rebecca will get. You don't have any news for Rachel anyway. If we don't find Rebecca, then you will have something to report. Let's go.
4: Well, I guess you're right.
5: Of course I am. Now, let's go. Mother. We can talk in the car, Gerald. Let's go.
4: They
2: exit as the lights fade to black. End of scene. Act 2, scene 2. Lights come back up to illuminate the scene, which is unchanged. Close to an hour has passed. The front door opens and Clay comes in. He walks into the living room, looking around.
7: Grandma? Grandpa? Either it's the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, or they beat it the hell out of here real fast.
2: He looks Grandma. into the kitchen for a second, then crosses to the archway. Uncle Gerald,
7: Grandpa. Alley, alley, income free. The Coast is clear.
2: You sure?
7: I've been calling them and haven't heard a sound. Now get in here, chicken shit.
2: Rebecca enters to the front door.
8: God, I feel like I'm returning to a crime scene. Yes, officer. Right there. That is where the bloody bodies lay.
7: For the second coming. Oh, don't mind if I do.
2: He grabs a ham sandwich.
7: Now You said you would talk to them. I know. You agreed it was childish and sloppy the other way. I know. So you can't back out. Look, we're all grown-ups now, smarty pants. Some of us. And what is that supposed to mean? You you trying to say I'm immature? Uh, That's hard to take coming from a 32-year-old runaway.
2: Now stop pouting, Rebecca. Clay crosses to leave.
8: Stay with me until they get here.
7: Look, I promised I would bring you back, but I didn't say anything about staying.
8: You shit. You would make me face a firing squad alone?
7: Hey, I may be uneducated, But I ain't stupid. (laughs)
8: You lily-livered little country boy. Clay, just stay with me till they get here.
7: You are being very manipulative. But what is different about today?
8: All right.
2: Clay walks to the sofa and sits down. Rebecca moves behind the sofa, directly behind him.
7: Do you
8: remember Sunset, Clay?
7: Cut it out or I'm leaving. Tell me about your husband.
8: (sighs) I've said all I'm going to say about him.
7: So explain to me, just how was he enough of a caveman to run you off?
8: Do you remember sunset?
2: I see. Rising to leave. You're on your own.
8: Answer my question and I will answer yours.
2: All right.
7: Relentless. Yes, for God's sakes, I remember sunset.
2: The lights change as we see Rebecca at 15 and Clay at 17 enter from upstage center and cross downstage. They stand together in bathing suits. Current day, Clay and Rebecca watch from upstage right.
9: There is no way I can
10: swim that. Shit. Man, that tide is high. I can make it, though.
9: And leave me here? Really? What if the tide keeps rising and covers the island? I mean, that happens, right? I mean, people get trapped on these barrier islands all the time, and and they get out. Fine. They get out of it just fine. Sure they do. The temperature is starting to drop. I mean, it is August in North Carolina. How cold does it get out here at night? Sixties probably. We will will be fine. And of course, I'm so damn hungry. God, if you just hadn't needled me about racing out to this island. Don't blame this on me. Well, I know who will get blamed for this. Just like the chocolates. And you owe me a baton.
10: Always, with the chocolates. I told them it was me. I told them over and over. Can we please drop the damn chocolates? Come on, Bex. We
9: will be fine. Well, if this island goes underwater, we won't. It won't. How do you know? You aren't God. No, but damn close to it. Clay, I'm scared. I know.
2: Teen Rebecca sits down and wraps her arms around her knees. Teen Clay sits beside her and puts his arms around her to help her stay warm. They're hugging each other. He's rubbing her arms.
10: Is that better? Man, you are shivering. I am like freezing out here. The sun will be up in a few hours. Low tide is right after sunrise. It will be okay.
9: It is so freaking dark out here. I feel like we're the only two souls alive. Maybe we are. Don't say that. I'm scared enough already.
10: Man, I am just joking. Get it together. I wish I had some pot.
9: It's back on the beach. That would just make me paranoid. And it's probably somewhere in the ocean now with high tide. Shit, you're right. I think I'm the most scared I've ever been. Ever. Hey, hey, now, it's going to
10: be okay.
2: He puts his arms around her, pulling her close.
10: We will get out of this and we will have one great story to tell. My father will kill me before I can tell anyone. No, he won't. He will be so relieved to see you're okay, he will not even think about punishing you. You even know my family? They're there.
2: Holds her close against him.
10: Don't cry, sweetheart.
2: Wipes the tears from her face.
10: I've got you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Breathe, Rebecca. Breathe with me. In. Out. In. Out. There you go. It will be okay. I promise. It will be okay.
2: Clay holds her, staring into her face, a long pause as they look at each other. He leans down and kisses her mouth, slow and long. Rebecca hesitates, pulling away. He kisses her again. She pulls back only a little now. (laughs) Then he kisses her again, and she leans into him fully with her body. They kiss and lay down together as the lights change back to full. As if he's trying to convince himself.
7: It is ancient history. I am married now. Married to a woman I love very much, and with two wonderful little girls. I'm dug in, settled. You are married, a newlywed, wedded. we are first cousins, for God's sake. Family, think, Rebecca! So answer my question. What did this Greek Adonis husband of yours do?
8: He's European. Doesn't that explain it?
7: Well, that was half ass.
8: He expected more from me than... More for me than I was willing or able to give him. He wanted ownership instead of partnership. You know my father ruled with an iron hand? I don't need a husband like that.
7: You married him.
8: He thinks I should give up my career just to wait by the door for him every night with a baby on each hip, checking light between my teeth and my diaphragm in the locked and ready position. He is sadly mistaken.
7: Wait, wait, slow down. He told you to quit your job?
8: Same thing. He wants a child. Oh, what
7: an asshole.
8: Well, you don't have to stay at home with your two lovely daughters, do you? You didn't have to stop in in charging people outrageous sums of money to unstop their clogged kitchen sinks. Your wonderful, upwardly mobile career didn't stop when you started procreating. Believe me, cousin, mine would. It's pretty hard to creep into a snake pit with Junior strapped to your back. Imagine? Little Sparrow starts screaming because he's hungry or wet. We're up to our necks in cobras.
7: So take pictures of the flower show at the rotary or the cobras at the zoo. Or tell him you want to wait. Is that so hard? Look, just say your highest priority right now is your job. Look, I'm sure he will understand Look, if you love him, it is never too late.
8: Let me tell you a story. When I was 23, just out of the Peace Corps, I fell in lust with Mike Griffin. We both worked as photographer apprentices, spent a great deal of time in a dark room together, but he had much more experience than I did. I turned to him for help to teach me the techniques and we spent long, late hours in that dark room, night after night, things happened. Get where I'm going with this?
7: Yeah, I think I've got
8: it. Right, but I was stupid and young. And when the rabbit died, I had no doubt what I would do. I just made the appointment and had the abortion without questioning, unemotionally. I never told him I was pregnant. It was a blip in my life. It is as much my body today as it was that day. The fact that I am married to Spiros does not change that. Having a baby would mean the end.
7: Could mean the beginning too. A, 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 a different beginning, but...
8: Don't! I can't even think like that. I'm just being practical. I have no illusions. Now, marrying Spiros was a mistake. I deeply regret it. There's this insatiable passion between us, and we did create a fragile but erotic fantasy built for two. Reality, however, is quite different. He's stuck in the 50s and expects me to quit my job, give up everything. Everything I've worked for. I have worked 10 years to build my career and I'm gonna give that up for him? i would be just a housewife. I cannot end up like my mother. Now, it was your baby. What? Well, shit, redneck. Must know how I feel about you after all these years. I've always felt about you. Uh,
7: I, I, I really don't think we should be going there, smarty pants.
8: Why not? You were my friend and my sidekick long before our night at sunset. I've had plenty of lovers, but you were the first
7: boy- Whoa! Nellie, you, you told me you have been with other guys before me. Let
8: me finish. I was going to say, the first boy who ever looked at me and really saw me. I think, with perhaps the exception of my mother, you're the only person on the planet who sees me. You like my strength and encourage me to go for it. You lead me out onto the ice. What an incredible gift you to me. a treasure you, play. Our night at sunset is as fresh in my heart and body as if it happened yesterday. I can conjure it up anytime I need to. Feel that rebellious freedom again. Pleasure of two young and gorgeous bodies naked in the sand.
7: Rebecca, hello, Earth the Bex.
8: Go ahead, make fun of me, but you can't sit there and tell me you don't feel the same way, or at least felt the same way.
7: All right, yes. Look, I am goddamn attracted to you in a hundred different ways, and I probably always will be. Look, we consummated our passion for each other. I mean, it may have been clumsy, but we did it. I sure didn't regret it then, and and I don't now. What more do you want me to say? Are you
8: talking to me or to yourself? Do you want me now? Still?
7: I can't even think like that.
8: Try. You were not clumsy. You were amazing.
7: Stop, please.
8: Tell me your most erotic fantasy and I will make it a reality. Tell me what you think about when you jerk off because you're too meek to ask the life. I wanna make you happier than you can dream.
2: Rebecca, I said stop.
8: Let me make you happy, redneck.
2: She nibbles at his neck. The intimacy grows and they kiss hungrily at first, then long and lingering. Clay is in the moment, right, along with Rebecca. Then suddenly he stops. No. Look,
7: look, this is pointless. Can't you see that? Nothing real is ever going to come of this. Look, please, smarty Pants. I said stop. I love you as a member of my family, but it's got to stop there. But maybe I was a perverse little cuss back then. but, But yes, I thought I was in love with you. I thought about you for weeks after all, after we all went home. That doesn't mean shit.
8: Okay. Okay, fine. Whatever.
7: Look, look, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it better to want and not have? In this case, I believe it is.
8: We could still have this. We deserve to be happy for once not pointless.
7: Look, it, it is all worthless because I can never give you what you want. I, I'm not rejecting your smarty pants. I'm saying things happen for a reason. There is a reason I married who I married, and you married who you married. Call it fate, predestination. Shit, I don't know. Look, we can all ask God for, for what we want, but in the end, Somehow, he usually just gives us what we need.
8: He settled, both of us. We took the booby prize.
7: No, don't speak for me. Like, I'm already happy. And even if I did leave my wife and you left Spiros. I
8: already left Spiros, remember?
7: Well, that remains to be seen. And don't interrupt me. Anyway, if we did run off together as you propose just exactly what planet do you think we would live on? Not the one where my children live, or my parents, or your parents, or my friends, or your friends, or just about anybody we know. You are suggesting complete and total destruction of our lives as we know them. That is impossible.
8: Daughters, I forgot about them.
7: Oh, my wife. Look, my, my daughters are a big pop, but it's my wife. My wife and I share a bond that's stronger than sex or fantasy. She loves me and relies on me to to help her with the girls. We are a partnership. Look, sweet cousin, I'm not saying this to hurt you, only to make you understand. I've been in this marriage for five years and I do not tend to be an, an asshole or caveman and mess it up. I love her. And, and because I love her, I don't intend to take her for granted, or what we have for granted. I'm sorry, Rebecca. My God, y'all tempt me in every way imaginable. Just about irresistible. But I have to say I am sorry, ma'am. I am happily married.
8: I respect you so much. I think I love you even more now. But don't worry, I won't ask again made me understand. Funny, yeah. but suddenly I find I have time on my hands. What am I gonna do with the rest of my life now that you've made me understand I can't have the one thing I've always wanted?
7: I can't answer that. Only you can. Can
8: I ask you something? Where did you learn to love like that?
2: Never thought about it much. Just do it. But I guess it was my dad he taught me how to love sound of a car pulling into the gravel driveway can be heard.
8: What will I do now?
7: You will face your demons.
8: I cannot face them, either of them.
7: Your husband loves you. It will work out.
8: Not just Spiros. It's Daddy, too. Once again, a huge disappointment.
7: Tell them the truth. You will find the words.
8: You said you wouldn't abandon
7: me. I'll stay right here, but I can't see you needing me. You are the strongest woman. have
2: ever met grandma and gerald entered grandma is seething well
5: look who had the decency to come back with your tail between your legs i hope you owe me your father and your husband an apology and an explanation young lady
4: rebecca i'm glad to see you came back clay thank you for bringing her to her senses i'm sure you influenced her thank you very much Gildan uh, crosses
2: to and shakes hands with clay. Hello, Uncle Gerald, but
7: Rebecca came back on her own. She didn't take no convincing. That right,
5: Rebecca? I haven't heard a word out of you, girl. You better start talking or start walking.
7: Give her a chance, Grandma.
5: Stay out of it, boy. You were not invited here any more than she was.
8: Leave him alone. I invited him. Well, we all know why you came here, girl.
5: You and your perverse ways. It sickens me to think we share the same blood.
8: Right back at you, love.
5: Gerald, are you gonna let her talk to me like that?
8: I can ask the same thing, Daddy. My whole life you stood by and let her talk to me like that. Talk to Mom like that. Talk about Mom. Enough, Rebecca. Enough. Right. Enough, Rebecca. Stop, Rebecca. Rebecca, get back in line. Rebecca, go to your room. Rebecca, be seen and not heard. Disappear. Well, this time we're going to listen to me. Not another word out of you, or else. With
5: God as my witness, if you were my child, you'd have the imprint of my hand on your pink backside right about now. Just like you did, Daddy. Aunt Claire.
4: Nope. No. Nope. Calm down, everybody, calm Why down. I
8: pink, Grandma, because I sunbathed in the buff. Please, Rebecca, drop it. Sure, Daddy, let's not talk about it anymore. Just like always. Where is that rug you shove our family secrets under? It must be the size of a
4: mountain by now. Rebecca, I mean it. Just change the subject. Oh, good old Daddy.
2: The lights dim on Rebecca, Gerald, Clay, and Grandma. Rachel and young Rebecca enter from the front door and cross down into the light at the edge of the stage.
11: Gerald, we are home. So, how did it go? It is outrageous. I will not do it. What? He is going to put her on diet pills. He said she eats so much and has gained so much weight because she uses food to make her feel better. Uh, Feel better? Uh, What does she have to feel better about? You know as well as I do. You are so hard on her. I will not have a fat child
4: or a fat wife.
11: Gerald, you can torture me with your under-the-breath comments and make me feel like a pile of shit, but I will not stand here and let you do it to her.
4: Diet pills could help her, and God knows she needs it. That sneaking food into your room will stop, young lady.
11: Well, I will not take her blankets away. Blankets? This quack doctor said we should take her blankets away when she goes to bed, so she will be cold that night. It will make her shiver in her sleep and she will burn more calories.
9: Mommy,
4: please don't. I slept with nothing but my helmet for a pillow and knob. It won't kill her.
11: Gerald, please, you cannot do this to her. She is your little girl. She is just eight years old. I will not have a fat daughter. This is for her own good.
4: She will thank me in the end. When she is a grown woman and attractive to men, she will thank me for helping her.
11: This is not helping her. This is child abuse. Now, who's being outrageous? I have
4: never hit her. Child abuse, please. This is just for a
11: while and, uh, until she gets the extra weight off. She is just growing. That's all. It is not worth us fighting over. All worth doing this to her.
4: Well, she is definitely growing rounder. Yes, you will do what I said, and that is final. Please, Daddy. No, you will do this, Rebecca, and I will not hear another word about it. I hate you. You will never talk to me like that again. Do you understand? Do yes. you understand? Yes, yes, what? Yes, sir. Did you get that prescription field? Not yet. Then you need to do that. Now! What is wrong with you?
9: Mommy, don't leave me here! With him! Gerald! Come on, Rebecca. Let's go.
2: Rachel and Rebecca leave through the front door. Light change. Up on present day, Rebecca, Clay, Grandma, and Gerald. Do not start this,
4: Rebecca!
8: Daddy... You and I both know there's a huge pile of dog shit on the floor in this alleged family, and you spend all your time stepping over it, walking around it, and that shit stinks. The smell is horrific.
4: Oh my God, here we go again.
8: Stinks, Daddy, and permeates every nook and cranny of this house. That sickening smell is in the sofa, the rugs, the draperies. It's gotten in our clothes and, and in our hair, and we take that fucking smell out into the world, to our jobs, our favorite restaurants, polluting everything we touch. Nothing can get rid of this dog shit smell, because now it's inside of us. We're all pretending that we don't smell anything.
2: Gerald grimaces at this speech, but can find no words to respond. He seems disgusted with his daughter.
8: There it is. That look I remember so well. That face full of contempt. Wrinkled brow and the slow righteous shake of the head confirming what a waste what an excuse for a daughter you have.
4: Uh, Rebecca that is not true I never said you were a waste.
8: Did you ever look at me and think what a special child what a rambunctious and precocious child what a good child did you daddy
4: I loved you.
8: Oh, I know you think you did. I know. I know you did what every father of your generation did. You gave me a luxurious roof over my head and supplied money to clothe me and feed me. Gave me a car when I was 16 and sent me to a fine university when I was 18. And
4: what did you do with those gifts? Hmm? You wrecked the car drunk as a skunk. Hmm? Then quit school to burn around Europe without telling your mother where you were going for how long? Hmm? Eight months? It just about killed her. I am sorry about
8: Mom. To my great chagrin, you and Mother remain a package deal. <laughs> but you should have thanked me because I was merely supplying you with fodder for your self righteous, superior attitude. I did those things so you would have something to shake your head about. You're welcome.
4: And I loved you like any father does. Let's not relish this, Rebecca. It's, it's water under the bridge.
8: All right, Daddy. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You loved me like all the other fathers in the 60s and 70s did. It sounds pretty fucking cold and indifferent to me, but I'll take you at your word. Then there is this other issue.
4: You never liked me. Did you? What was it your mother used to always said? Uh, I have a hard uh, time with uh, loud, aggressive women.
8: Now, how can that be?
4: Looking at grandma?
8: Why don't you like loud, aggressive, domineering women like
4: me? It must be nice to have someone else to blame all your problems on, Rebecca.
8: Well, this didn't start with me, did it, Daddy? You broke my mother's spirit first. You married a beautiful,
4: outgoing woman.
8: Rachel, the party girl who loved to dance and flirt. And she played the organ on Sunday like an angel.
4: Leave your mother out of this. Enough, girl. Enough.
8: My mother wanted to play the piano in concert halls. But she settled to be your wife and my mother.
4: She did not settle for anything.
8: She settled for the female version of the American dream. To find fulfillment and satisfaction in being just a housewife. To be taken care of, have her needs met, and be loved, truly loved by her husband. So she cleaned your house and cooked your meals and kept me quiet for the most part anyway. When you came home, she met you at the door trailed by the smell of meatloaf cooking in the oven, and offered you a glass of fresh iced tea. She said the tea was sour, and the meatloaf burnt, and nothing she did was ever good enough. The house never clean enough, I was never quiet enough.
4: And that's enough, Rebecca. You have a very selective memory.
8: Daddy, I saw it. I was there. How many times I saw you reject her attempts at affection. Why? Why did you push this beautiful, loving woman away? You told her that she was disgusting to kiss because her mouth tasted like an ashtray and her hair stank like stale cigarettes. You
4: shut up! You've gone too far, young lady, too far. You have no right to say that to me. You
8: called her round Rachel, for God's sake. So you, when you finished your modeling job on mom, you turned your chisel to me. Oh, but I wasn't like mother. Meek and fragile, I was made of a different material. Some granite, some stone, maybe less like mom and more like, I don't know. Mother says I was always a fighter, even as an infant. Eternally curious, into everything, climber, which to fit when I didn't get in my way. Oh, I could be sweet too. Mother tells the story of what I was four, marked down the coffee table while she's sitting. Here she comes, Miss America. I threw kisses and roses to my adoring fans. I remember that. Do you also remember when I was 11? You told me no man would ever love me because I was too loud.
4: never said that. You
8: certainly did. You said horrible things to me like that every day.
4: must be hard for you to pick out just one. You always were such a drama queen. You'd you turn on those, those crocodile tears. Your mother said you had tears to waste. I never broke, did I, Daddy? Not to
8: your satisfaction, anyway. Bucking your authority while cursing you, I went right on being loud and aggressive, taking over when necessary. You hated playing games with me because I have to control everything, just like you. That vein on your forehead would heat up, and I would watch it thinking, his head is going to explode all because you felt dominated by a woman. Because what you saw when you looked at me, It's not never me. It was her. Your mother. The great Christine! You hate even more than you hate me. That is
5: enough. Get your bags and get out of my house. And don't you ever dare to cross this godly threshold again. Very
8: Christian St. Christine.
2: Moving towards Rebecca.
5: I mean it. Get out of my house before I throw you out. Mother, stop it! Rebecca is quite upset, confused. All you do is cause trouble, girl. Like when you were 16 and ruined your family by getting pregnant. I have never been so ashamed. And we all know why you came back here. To satisfy your carnal lust for your cousin. Your first cousin, we will remember. You are perverse. You know that? Makes me sick. You won't be happy till he gets you pregnant again. What? Both are. No, I will not stand for
8: this. Incest in my house. I do not in my house. Rebecca. Clay, I, I do not. Oh my God.
7: What the hell? You...
5: Are you saying you never knew? Oh, yes, young man, yes. You got her pregnant.
7: Oh, my God. My God.
4: Oh, my God. Mother, you shouldn't have. Let's give them a moment to talk. Rebecca needs our support right now. I care. She doesn't need to to be. Let's go in the kitchen.
2: Grandma and Gerald cross to the kitchen sit down at the kitchen table, exiting. A long pause falls on the room.
7: Did you... Did you get an abortion? No.
8: It was a boy. He made me give him up. Daddy did. Boy. Blonde hair and blue eyes.
7: Yeah? Okay.
8: You think I wanted to do that? I was in love with my baby. More than I ever was with you. He was mine, the only thing I had, and they took him from me. I was just 16. A part of me died that day.
7: Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't someone tell me?
8: Dark, secret world of family. That <laughs> he told me you would put me out if I told you. I couldn't ruin your life. Like I'd
7: done mine. The whole family knows? My parents? Yeah.
8: They all know.
7: They all kept it from me. All these years. He would be what? Uh, 15? 16.
8: When's
7: his birthday?
8: May
7: 13. X. Rebecca. Was he, uh, was he messed up?
1: Oh.
8: He was perfect, beautiful, so tidy. perfect, little fingernails. That's what I remember most. His, his fingernails were so perfect.
7: God help me.
4: I'm so very sorry.
2: Not more than I am. Gerald re-enters from the kitchen.
4: I am sorry you had to hear, um, you had to hear like that, Clay one of Grandma's greatest triumphs, I would say. I have to go. No, I am sorry. Thank you, Clay, for, uh, for everything. Uh, you always were good to her. Give my love to your family, and my sister and uh, your dad, when you see them. I will, sir.
8: You're not leaving. I have to. I thought you were going to stay.
7: I, I can't. Look, you don't need me.
8: I understand. I really do. I'm sorry. I don't think I regret anything more. But I understand.
7: I always believed God gave us what we needed. I'm going to need to talk to him about this one. I'm sorry. I need I'm sorry too. I just need some time to thank. Okay. Just give me some time. Let me call you, okay?
2: Embrace.
8: Clay, bye, Clay. God bless you.
2: Clay exits. Rebecca sits back down on the sofa.
4: Well, we need to call your mother. <sighs> She's probably through a cotton of cigarettes and a case of scotch by now.
8: Soon. Not yet. I don't think I could talk to her
2: yeah they stand together silent he doesn't make the move to touch her but she wants him to very much
4: i'll just go pack so uh you go back to new york
8: yeah nowhere else to go now
4: so uh, you two can talk you can make sense of it all we'll talk but i make no
2: promises Rebecca exits upstage to the bedroom. Grandma enters from the kitchen.
5: Gerald. Father. Honor thy father and mother, Gerald. One of the Ten Commandments. I know I taught you that.
4: Mother, not now. Don't don't start with me now.
5: What she said?
10: Hate me?
4: (laughs) Rebecca's my daughter, and she needs me now. She's my family. Don't you think it is about time I stopped disappointing her?
5: i want to talk about what she said she said you
10: hate me mother
4: you want to talk about this now what you just did what you what you just did is unconscionable. did to rebecca to clay how could you 17 years after the fact you have to hurt everyone
5: i wanted him to know okay answer me
4: Do you hate me? Mother, this is not the time. Answer me. Are you sure you want me to answer you? Yes. Yes, I hate you in some ways. And no, I don't. And well, I love you and I hate you in equal measure. At the same time. How can you say
10: that? Oh,
5: God. All I did was love you. All I ever did was protect you. You
4: turned me into a candy ass wimp. You never permitted me to make mistakes or or play rough or, or risk anything. I loved you And you loved me, you loved me too much, maybe, and I loved you and i I pitied you until I grew to hate you.
5: Gerald, please don't say any more. This hurts so much.
4: You made me your perfect, dutiful son, The, the little man of the house. You are just distraught over Rebecca. You don't mean this. Yes, I do. We sat right here on this sofa as you endlessly described to me the crimes against you while I listened and hurt for you.
5: That was so long ago. But I
4: also feared that you would leave me the way your mother left you. Stop! So the crimes against you became mine. Your words never healed and my job became terribly tedious. Till I shuddered when you called for me. I was your little man. Please. You quote the Bible. What what is that verse about the sins of the father will be visited upon his children?
2: They both stand staring at each other quietly. With no words to answer him, Grandma crosses to the sofa and sits down, weakened and suddenly terribly fragile. Gerald cannot look at her and walks behind the sofa, looking out the front window.
5: You know, Gerald, things can never be the same between us.
4: I should hope not, Mother. I certainly hope things
5: are different,
4: but between us from now on.
5: I am so hurt. I have never been so hurt in all my life. I didn't know I could be this hurt.
4: I know, mother, I know. I've held this inside me for 40 years.
5: So long.
4: 40 years, I've protected you from my feelings and that's long enough. Why do it anymore? You protect no one from yours.
2: Sound of a car pulling up into the gravel drive. The flash of headlights.
4: Well, here we are, Spiros and Daddy. Mother, your husband is home.
2: Spiros so and she- Grandpa enter through the front door. Both are tired, but seem to have formed a bond through this ordeal.
6: So she's here, yes? Yes. Grandpa, you're right, you old son of a gun. You said we go back and she's here,
4: and you're right. And guess Who else is here, Daddy? Your grandson, Clay. Is he still here? Uh, No, I'm sorry, he just laughed. Uh, You just missed him, but uh, he told me to tell you the hello. And guess what? Mother asked him, why doesn't Clay and his whole family come over for a a nice Sunday dinner sometime? And and Clay promised they would come over real soon. Yes.
3: Christine, you invited Clay and his family for Sunday dinner? I did know such Such wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Clay coming here. Thank you, Christine. I knew it would make you happy,
5: Mr. Tilson. My
4: goodness. Rebecca is? Spiros, I I, I need to talk to you about Rebecca. Uh, She's packing her things, and uh, I I need to talk to you. What's wrong now? Nothing's wrong. She's just um, not herself now. Uh, she's kind of uh, fragile. A- 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 and you need to be extra nice to her, okay? She said she will go back to New York with you, but uh, you've got to listen to her very closely. Let her talk without judging her. Can you do that? What this is all this all about? She's not okay? She's just scared and needs to feel safe with you. So, you need to be gentle with her.
6: Safe with me? I never hurt her. Good. I treat her nice.
4: Good, good. That is what she needs. Treat her nice and easy. How do you say, gentle as a lamb? Yes, gentle as a lamb.
6: You ready to go back to New York, Rebecca?
8: You need to talk, Spiros.
4: Uh Listen, uh, I don't think you should... You two should leave tonight. Uh, it's a long drive, and and Spiros looks dead on his feet. I guess. I suggest we stay in that motel and then drive to D.C. tomorrow morning. I'm I'm sure your mother'd want to see you.
0: Well, that.
4: Good. And now I'm. Um, um, I think we should all go over the uh, to the cafeteria and uh, you know have a nice dinner together as a family. It, it's right next to the hotel, so we can uh, check in first, huh?
8: Yeah,
5: I'll go on. I'll just stay here and clean up.
4: No, Mother, we're all going.
5: I'm, I'm just, I'm too tired, Gerald. Suddenly, I am very,
3: very tired. Oh, well, uh, we're a family, Christine. You're coming with us.
5: Mr. Tilson?
3: You have to eat, too, Christine. Anyway, I, I want you beside me. It's just no fun for me without you there.
5: What? <laughs> oh, that is the sweetest thing you have ever said to me,
3: Mr. Tilson, Alfred. Well, there
4: now, it's settled. And it's settled. We can deal with the cleaning of this table when we get back.
5: Oh, I, I can't, I can't leave this. Here, let me, just take a second.
4: I've got it. Mother, for God's sake, it's not important, come on. Everybody, Spiros, you take Rebecca with your car. Mother, you and Dad can ride with me. I'll bring you back after dinner, no problem.
2: Gerald, Spiros, Rebecca, and Grandma move toward the front door to leave. Gerald holds the door for them as they exit. He turns back to Grandma Tilson.
4: Mother, Mother, you coming?
2: Grandma begins to clear the table. Mother. Grandma continues working with the dishes, without looking at Gerald. Another pause and Gerald exits out the front door. Grandma stands at the kitchen table, staring into the audience. The scene fades to black. The end.
0: That
9: was fantastic. what's (laughs) what's got
0: to. Okay. There thank is. you guys so much for reading the play. I really appreciate it. Does anybody have any questions or want to give feedback?
9: I thought it was great. It was well written. I loved the play. It, it really it was, it was wonderful. It was a good experience. Oh, thank Thanks for letting me be part. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you for your reading. You were lovely. I really enjoyed it um let's <laughs> i have to ask this is this
12: any way autobiographical there's um, a lot of autobiographical stuff. Yeah, you, yeah you touched on um everything i mean i was sitting there going wait does she know me does she know this Same. <laughs> um it was uh the second act i mean i was in tears all through it because it took me back um to a lot, but the strong performances, God damn, Scott rocked it. Uh, And I don't know some of you people, Alexa, beautiful, just beautiful. I'm gonna pronounce this incorrectly, Isa, Um, Kathy, Ian, um, Tamara again, Uh, Kate and Katie just popped out of Texas here and Katie, but um, wow, some great performances, but it went back into the history, I think, of a lot of women our age, yeah. even though I'm much older than you. Um, yeah, I'm still in tears. I'm like, Jesus. Right. That's <laughs> that's the point. That's the thing, um, I think. very right. nicely written, Um, and it just progressed. You know, at first, it was like, okay, here we go. You know, sit, have a drink. And then by uh, intermission, I was really caught up, and then it really took off. Yeah. And... Um, Scott, man, I know you. I know that care. You know, just everyone. Everyone. Uh, beautiful job.
4: Beautiful. Thanks, uh, Sharon. It's funny. I-, I feel like I would never get cast in this part for real.
12: Never. <laughs> well, you're a little young. Um, see, I'm still crying. Look at this. <laughs> of course, I've been That's locked up start. for 57 days. Um, <laughs> but no, you guys did a great job. And uh, you know, even seeing Katie again. Uh, it, I don't know if you guys know her. Katie's from Texas. Give us a second. give us a Katie Werner. She played the yeah.
4: Yeah, she did fabulous as the all Just, the kids. Yeah, yeah, the yeah it was fantastic.
12: Yeah, mm-hmm. Leslie, it's a beautiful script. I can see why it did so well. Um, and I just looked it up that Alexa won. Uh, you were like listed on Best Actress uh, for it.
0: Um, yeah, it it got noticed, it recognized for a decent yeah. hero, theater arts. It was one of the shows recognized yeah. as Best Play that year and Best Director oh. and Best Actress. Both Kathy, very well done. Both Kathy.
1: I hope you recorded it. Um, I I have recorded it, and and halfway through the performance, I was thinking, hey, you know, we should do this as like a podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just do an audio version of it so we don't have to worry about all that other stuff. It I would was love done. to start was, sharing
0: this.
4: You yeah. so, know, there, there's, there's a great idea, thing going, AJ.
1: There's
12: kind of a neat thing going on with this particular play reading group. We, we, and you know, I'm Movie's about women in roles. We're seeing women step up and read men's roles, mm-hmm. and 100% believable. You
0: well know what, what I loved it. yeah. I I was Barry, Barry, was um, Barry was awesome. Mary oh, was fabulous. I like,
8: grandpa. Was like grandpa bring it. I love it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, that's
12: and, and I love that. I think for those great. of you who know me, I'm real, you know, progressive about uh women in theater. Beautiful play, Leslie. Gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't get to see it on stage. Is I got to. got to tell you, I was here in
4: 2015.
12: I was still yeah. in Texas. You're okay. still in
4: Texas. I got to yeah. tell you, Sharon, no. Sharon, AJ. The thing that I love about this group in particular, you talk yeah. about the women, is that like of the the original stuff that we've done. I think like literally the lion's share has been written by women. Yeah, right? yeah. and it It'll is fantastic.
12: Well, next week uh, we're doing um, uh, shoot the women Sorry. of uh, the uh-huh. women of Lockerbie, and um, uh-huh. I have I um, I almost did this in Texas and spoke to Deborah uh, before, and I contacted her. She said it's three o'clock in the morning when you're doing this uh, because she's still she's still over in Scotland. Um, but we're gonna try and get her next week uh, in on this. You know me, Scott, I'm just about, you know, women in theater, please put them back in. Get yeah, in yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Shakespeare what took us out and we're putting them back them. in. I'm
12: all about the
8: women in, the, in, in theater and male roles, whatever. There's just not
12: enough of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Scott, Scott, you've been with me for years. So I love you, darling. I'll just keep yeah. dragging your ass around. But uh, <laughs> lots of new people tonight. Thank you so much. But Leslie, geez, what a good script. Absolutely. You got my heart yeah. out there. You did,
0: good. Yeah. You did Everyone. good. I like my grandparents talking. It really did. It did. <laughs> yeah, it one good. of my favorite scenes is Grandpa and Gerald with all the yes, yes. And oh, the, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the, yeah,
12: the slavic slav- 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 yeah.
0: sentences.
9: Yeah, I love that scene. Even I was in
12: that scene, uh, the scene between the two Kates. Yes. I was watching Kate Morris and I'm like, she crying? Yeah. I think she was. Right. Right. I was and, feeling and, it. Yeah. 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 I she think was. it got wrapped up because we all, yeah. have, we all have issues with parents. Uh, we all have issues with grandparents. P- uh, women like me have issues with weight. You know, mm-hmm. it's so. Oh, I remember the diet pill stuff. <laughs> I, re- you know, I remember all that crap. Um, Here's really, that's that's, yeah. Military fathers. Yep. just you touched on so many subjects. So Sharon, gardens.
4: did you have a military father?
12: Yeah, he was a marine in the Pacific.
4: Yep. Oh, I how so. did you know.
1: <laughs> Mine was yeah. Navy. Army. Navy. Same thing. It, like Army. it could have—it could have been snatched from my family.
0: Yeah. Really? Well, with
1: with with less fire, with more firearms and more alcohol, but <laughs> <absolutely> <laughs> <little> fire-
0: <laughs> firearms and alcohol. Oh my
1: god, you think I'm kidding.
9: <laughs> That's really no, funny. You're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Thank you I'm all so much. I'm Excellent. so sorry. I had like a really happy childhood. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Please enjoy those. There's always really you enough know, to read about that. You're allowed right? to be happy. It's okay. My therapist tells me all the time. You're allowed
1: to be <laughs> happy. It's yeah, all right. right. It's just fair. Like
8: a gem. It's, you know, it's like finding gold. That's all.
9: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, you know, it, it's well, it, you know, no, no one is, escapes, unscathed, but it's like pretty minor stuff. Mm. <laughs> well, comparison. Shane, you know, it might have actually been a bad child. you don't know, you have to go to therapy to find out whether you had a good or a bad child. <laughs> all <laughs> right.
9: regression. <Right. Psychiatry. laughs> I, <laughs> I tell <laughs> the therapist what
2: it's going yeah. on.
12: you You know i think a lot of us are still emotional too because mother's day was just here right yeah you know and those of you know people with histories it it touched there too kate knows my history where's kate there she is okay Mm -hmm. so it was it was interesting hearing all this thank you thank you so much Great play. I really
0: like it. Thank yeah. you for giving That's us the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, no. My, My mom it was on the line. Is, and... is it published yet, Leslie? No, it's not. No. no, it's not no it's If anybody has any connections,
2: please help her get it published. Yeah. She, it's
0: copyrighted. copyrighted. It's just.
1: Well, <laughs> Leslie, is it on New Play Exchange? No. <gasps> Leslie, can we talk offline? We'll get you on Hell New Play Hell yeah, Exchange. we can
0: talk offline. Yeah, Hell
1: yeah, we can. <laughs> we can yeah. use
0: the yes, audio you. version. Of
9: Yes. yes. I think point. it's a
1: great idea
8: to do a pod, like just to do, to release the audio. I think that this would yeah. be out. I would love that. Any and all versions possible. Cause I think it's just yeah. such a beautiful piece. Cause you were talking about how, how many things it touches. Like if, if it's not everything, there's, there's something for
12: everybody. I think that you can relate to. Nice. It's also, it's an, it's an unusual story because it, uh, the way it moved and then the father took a turn I wasn't expecting that at all. When Scott all of a sudden flipped, I was like, wait a minute, he's been a complete asshole for two hours. And yeah. now, and all of a sudden he, and I, I just, right. Right. so many might things happened.
0: convenient. There. I've thought about that a lot. That might be a little too convenient. That it, he, it's on the actors to pull it off. Yeah, and,
9: yeah. You
12: know
0: what I mean?
9: Yeah, um, I, I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I,
12: I think it made sense because of the emotion that Scott and Alexa went through on the scene before.
0: Right, and it
12: pushed right. Scott over some sort of
4: uh, the line, right,
12: yeah. yeah, it pushed him over, and Alexa leaves through, and yep. then we have him there, right? I um, was,
4: I was frankly just channeling my father, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Truth, <laughs> hashtag <laughs>
8: truth. Yeah. I didn't have a military father, but my father, um,
4: yes, he was like
8: that dad.
2: The Greek oh, military, I mean,
8: everybody in Greece has to be in the military, that's not the same thing. <laughs> It's really not. He's mostly just an asshole. <laughs> Are you two
12: brother and sister or husband and
2: wife? Husband and wife.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair, fair,
2: fair. fair question, though. My mom was on earlier and she uh, she had to step away um, to take care of some family stuff, but she was really enjoying it. She she saw the live performance. Uh, I guess is she another the
12: theater person? Is she theater? No. 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 Please. You just drug her into it. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, she's, we drag her around when, when she's out here and Alexi is doing a show. We have her come out and see the shows. She's very supportive, but she's never done theater herself. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She did help us paint a set once, I think.
0: She did. Yeah. Yeah. That was Othello. That yeah. Welcome oh, was was to the, the Beauty of mm-hmm. Yeah. She was
12: it's nice to see some of you people. Uh, Barry yeah. did light up the sky with me in Texas. Uh, Carrie. Gosh, was it Carousel? What was it? You were a little kid. I was a kid. Uh, Katie, Katie.
1: Oh.
12: (laughs) And Carrie was in Three Tall Women. Um, Oh, that's a great. They're the
4: Texas
12: girls. Oh, I love that that
4: play. play. I love that play.
1: (laughs) It was amazing against short people. It (laughs) sounds like something I would really
8: like because I'm giant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: three to
8: no, one. Tough to be a tall woman. It is, particularly when you act. It, it's it's tough at either end. Of That's why
2: somebody wrote a play for them. It's, it's tough three. to be a
4: short man.
8: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You get all the roles. Shut your mouth. I love. Yeah, it. and then the girl, and then we have to <laughs> kind of cast
12: short girls around.
8: That's right. all exactly. <laughs> you know, men ain't tall enough. And so then you got to cast the short girls, and tall girls get left out. All yeah. right. I, now you I got
12: brought up tear. something. I brought up something. Yeah, we careful. had a uh, meeting with the Sister Act, and we were all sitting around and everybody. It was like a, a it was kind of like, it was like this mental thing going on. And somebody asked me, said, Oh, I always cast tall people. And I think I insulted like half the people in the room. But I was like, No, it helps because then the tall women get to work a lot more.
8: So, uh, See, I just you. the more she talks
12: the more I love. I this like movie. that. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Over, here, I gotta go.
12: Like okay, Kate, Kate, take care of yourself. Katie, thank, thank you. you. I know it's bye. an hour later yeah, for you definitely. and Barry. Everybody, thank you so much, Leslie. Beautiful play. beautiful Thank you, thank you Sharon. Thank you.
4: thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks everybody. Bye. 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 Good
0: night. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.
1: I hope you've enjoyed the second half of Shudder by Leslie Ann Ross. The following is a brief discussion with the playwright about her play. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com quarantineplayers. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, if we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this parting was well made.